Welcome to the Breakthrough Life the Battlefield podcast series, presented by the Managing Director of Insight Intelligence Group, ex-military and diplomatic security intelligence services specialist, and now best-selling author, Mario Beckish, ambassador and activist for humanity. Ultimately, Life the Battlefield talks about the most important concerns we all have, how to have hope, to cope, how to survive and thrive in 2022 and beyond and invites you to join the conversation. You're listening to Live 90.5 Life the Battlefield. My name is Mario Beckes, and thank you for being with me every Wednesday from 2 to 4 p.m. in this great radio station, Live 90.5 FM. Firstly, I'd like to say hello to all of you risk-takers who dare to change your own life for the better. Run business, more successful, and create a great legacy. Thank you all for listening, watching and supporting this great radio show and podcast, Life the Butterfield. And let me tell you, without you, without your support, this podcast and this radio show will never have existed. My mission is to change one life at a time through my life and business experiences and experiences of my guests. And today's guest will certainly change your life for the better. And as I mentioned before, my guest is very keen. Well, she's very keen to join us in studio right now. That being said, I would like to just say once again, thank you to all of you risk takers who dare to change your own life for the better. Run business and more successful and create a great, great legacy. Thank you. All for listening, watching, and supporting this great radio show and podcast, Life the Butterfield with Mario Beckett. And let me tell you, without you and your support, this podcast radio show will never exist. Now, what is my mission? My mission is to change one life at a time through my life and business experiences and experiences of my guests. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, today's guest will certainly change your life for the better. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Natasha Haddad. Welcome, Natasha. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome, Natasha. Look, just a quickly for the for the our listeners, if you can share with us, who is Natasha? Who is Natasha? Yes. Okay, so I'm a transpersonal psychotherapist. Um, I facilitate women's groups and retreats and things like that, and I also run Mindful Schools Australia. So that's an organization that teaches mindfulness to school children, primary and high school kids. We run empowerment programs for teenage girls and do teacher trainings as well. Well, that's that's very generous of you. Look, for all of you who uh, don't listen right now the radio show, an interview with Natasha, feel free to join to uh, my channel, the Life the Butterfield. Uh, then it's going to be the video interview with Natasha and you can contact her, you know, she's going to leave the details a little bit later. We break this interview with uh, some very, very interesting questions, but before we start dig deep into this, I'd like to say thank you, Natasha, for joining us today in the studio. But Natasha, being the healer, being sorry, psychotherapist, right? Psychotherapist, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so how this... (laughs) I know it's funny. So being the psychotherapist, what what is that entitled? Like, you know, why did you change your first goal into your education and then you are going to do totally different, opposite of this one, healing people, but in a different way? Yeah, so I was a psychotherapist for 
<laughs> well, it is different. Right, so I did traditional um, psychology training, so I have a psychology degree. Um, lots of my clients um, come to me after being in traditional therapy for many, many years and having found no relief. Actually, a lot of my clients are psychologists themselves. Okay. <laughs> the cool. reason why I do things a little differently is because, generally speaking, in traditional therapy, you kind of you come forth with an issue, right? So maybe you have anxiety, and you talk about it on the level of mind. The, the psychologist may give you different coping skills or coping mechanisms. I could give you a million different coping mechanisms yes. to help you feel yes. better right now in this moment, but it doesn't create lasting change. That, that anxiety is being generated from a deeper place within that needs healing. So instead of running away from it, we actually move to, need to move towards it and see that there are, there are messages and actually gifts and a lot of wisdom in any kind of discomfort, whether that's depression, anxiety, physical disease or discomfort, that there's always like a deeper state there. So instead of sitting there and chatting through what's making you feel anxious, for instance, yes. Yes. we'll get really curious about the sensation. So you might notice Oh, it feels like there's this red spiky ball in my chest. And just for anyone listening, become aware of how your body feels right now. A lot of the times we're kind of moving through this world <laughs> with zero awareness of how we're actually feeling. So I'd actually encourage everyone to take a few nice deep breaths and just tune in, take a moment to tune in to how you're feeling and where you may be holding any tension or tightness or anxiety in your system and just become aware. And so as we create safety and sink into that with awareness, you might notice this red spiky ball in your chest and we sit with it a little bit more and we sit with it some more and all of that begins to unlock and release from the system. And then I'll ask the question, when was the first time you felt this way? And oftentimes people will see themselves like, wow, I didn't even know I had any memories of my childhood experience, but I remember this time of being five years old or whatever and mum was yelling at me and I felt really anxious and stressed, but it didn't matter what I do, I did, I couldn't make it better. And, and that emotion and energy is just locked in. And so when, when we get to the core of what's going on, it can actually be, be purged and released and then it's no longer coming up because otherwise coping mechanisms, talking about it, whatever. And then next week you could be sitting there and everything seems yes. fine and yes. there are no triggers and you have this anxious feeling. You're like, I don't know why it's here. It's just, it's calling you deeper. There's just a moment in time that was unhealed that needs a little bit of attention and presence so that that can be pressed on and released. Well, that was that was quite so that's that's very generous. That that's a, that's really that's very generous answer. <laughs> Look, I have no doubt that people people need um, everybody around the globe needs um, healing. I truly believe that we are in some time, some type of major uh, shifting in in a world. Right? It's just you know I'm, I can't say good and evil or you know this and that. I truly believe that there's a um, you know, when the people look at the yin and yang, you know, the two fishes and, you know, and, and like nobody sees as a, as a two fishes dancing together. I, without bad, they'll not be good. And without good, they'll not be bad. But the thing is, you have a purpose in life, Natasha. And um, I just like to share with you something. This, the, the definition says, our life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of our life for some that reason is to wake up in the morning Purpose can guide life decisions, influence behavior, shape goals, offer a sense of direction or create meaning. For some people, purpose is connected to vocation. Your purpose is to heal others. Do you my, mind my to tell us? Yeah, your purpose. And that's from <laughs> well, your website. Look, I just, <laughs> if I, I don't lie, your website. So do you mind tell us more why is healing your life purpose? Why you want to try to help the people? Why not try? Why are you helping people? 
Okay. First of all, I wouldn't say that I actually heal anyone. I don't think anyone has that kind of power over another person. What I do is create a safe space for people to come into their own innate wisdom to yes. to create enough safety so whatever's blocking that person from living their purpose, from showing up and living their life in the best way is able to be resolved, worked through, cleared out, purged so that they can actually come into alignment with themselves and see themselves. So yeah. it's, it's, it's helping people, assisting people in moving from a state of fear to love, moving through all the blocks and barriers that are preventing them from living their best life and even though i did come through that traditional psychology background there are there are faster and more comprehensive ways i feel um to be able to create and activate that change within someone it, because it doesn't just happen on the level of mind i mean we're emotional energetic spiritual complex beings yes. <laughs> so like you know we we all need to have some purpose in life do you agree you know we we all need to have the purpose in life and i truly believe that somehow the humans lose that purpose we just automatically wake up in the morning go to work um, yeah. creating the stress more than necessary uh, and we are accumulating this um, fear of life and i have the great guest today and she will certainly change your life on a better her name is natasha haddad and uh, despite that introduce her as uh, somebody who can heal you and i apologize just using the <laughs> simplicity of the words we spoke uh, in previous segment of the what's the purpose of the life now I'd like to ask Natasha about something more important, fear. They say the fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling of conditioning of being afraid. A specific instance of propensity for such a feeling, a normal fear of heights, concern, anxiety, subtitles, la la la. Now, there's uh, so many different types of fears. But the fear can actually stop us of living, it can stop us from enjoying the life, it can stop us from enjoying the, our relationships, from everything. And that's the best part, Mario Beckes. I recently I had some fears in my life and uh, I was actually not enjoying very much. So Natasha, you're an expert and uh, can you just share with our audience how the fear influence our daily life decision making and how do you help others to deal with the fear yeah of course well we're primitive beings right so back in caveman times there'd be a saber-toothed tiger for instance and we'd have a fight fight, fight or flight response and yes. elevated cortisols yes. our adrenals would kick in yes. but what happens now is we, we don't have a saber-toothed tiger but maybe we have an unpleasant boss or yeah. a grumpy spouse or a, a due date for something and we're constantly in that in that fight or flight response and elevated cortisol levels and that's why my mindful schools training is so important because these are simple basic things that we're not taught as kids how to deregulate how to um, like regulate our nervous system how to lower cortisol how to breathe properly these are we're, we're taught algebra but we don't know how to kids don't know how to breathe properly and so it, it's it, it's important to be able to like have the skills of course to be able to move through those those responses so you can yes. Maybe you have a due date and you notice your heart starts going a little faster or you start, <laughs> you start getting a little bit tight and your breathing constricts to just notice that. So the first step is awareness. I'm aware of what's happening in my body right now because most of the time we're not aware or actually observing what's happening. So I'm aware of this tightness or tension to breathe and kind of like taking nice deep belly breaths when we're tense, you know, when we're stressed, we tend to breathe just to our upper chest area. So just consciously deepening the breath. And for those listening, you can try that now. And just giving yourself a couple of breaths for everything to just calm down. Because when we're in that state, we can't think clearly. 
our learning centers of the brain actually shut down. There's a lot of really cool research around this where we, we, we can't, and you know that, right? We can't think clearly when you're in a stressed out state. So yes. it's taking yes. a little bit of time to deregulate. And I mean, you spoke about purpose before as well. I think everybody has a, a natural like purpose and passion and there's a reason why we're on this planet and we all have a unique thing to do here. But over time, we shut down that internal guidance system. So say we're, we're naturally, we're put here to be an artist, right? And we're a little four-year-old and we're, we're painting, but we get some paint <laughs> on the walls. And, and yes. so we're, we're yelled at. That, that fear of like being yelled at is like, okay, no, I, I can't, I, I don't want to be yelled at. That's uncomfortable. I'm going to shut this down. And so yes. we perpetually have this shutting down experience within where we're suppressing different parts of ourselves to a degree where we get to adult life and it's like, well, I have no connection to my purpose or passion or I go to move towards something and I'm just in an extreme yes. state of fear. It doesn't make sense. Why do I feel this way? It's about understanding that those are the patterns that kept us safe in childhood. Maybe someone has an issue with confidence, right? Like I just can't be confident or I can't speak publicly. And it's like, I, I feel like my face goes red. I feel humiliated. I get really shaky yeah. and nervous. I guarantee there's a point in time where you were in a really confident space and you were really expressive and speaking up and there was a rejection or there was a punishment or something. And so the best, your best avenue in that moment was to shut the confidence down or to shut your voice down or suppress that part of you. So it's about creating safety to bring those things back online. And then we get to live from a state of love rather than fear. We're not blocking ourselves. We're not letting that toxic voice within run our lives. We, that's how we access freedom. Well, I do have the question, how this inner voice actually works inside of us? Why are we allowing that inner voice to talk to us into the fear? Why, why we can't stop this? You know, they, they, I mean, like, this is a legit question. You know? I mean, like, I'm asking for the friend Mario Beckers. Because I can, you know, I can draw the, the, the parallel. And I, I, can, I can say this, you know, I just in a break. Before I travel overseas, it happened something to me. And uh, one of the doctors told me, you know, literally you're going to die in the next couple of days. And I was like, oh, God, you know. Like, and I allowed entire time on a trip that that voice actually works in me and I couldn't understand why I couldn't shut down that voice and actually created more anxiety and fear, like literally fear, even nothing happened. <laughs> so I couldn't understand why this voice was so, so much working inside of my brain. Well, first of all, we're not taught how to caretake our minds. And I mean, that that's a unique experience and we could actually go deeper. I'd take yeah. you in a different direction around that yeah. thing in, in particular. But generally speaking, we're not taught to caretake our minds and like repetitive negative thoughts. So like after working with thousands of people, I can tell you one thing for sure. Everyone feels not good enough on some level. So say if you're waking up every day and you're having like, oh, why did I make that mistake? Oh my God, I'm such a screw up. Like just the, the fundamental core thing of not good enough. Those neural pathways are really strong within your brain. That's your default way of thinking. And so you can kind of imagine like a big patch of grass, right? If you yes. mowed it once, that path would be there for a little bit. But if you mowed it again and again every day, oh my God, I stuffed this up. Oh my God, I made a mistake. Oh my God, my friends are more successful than me. Oh my God. And those neural pathways yes. become really, really strong and clear. Um, if you're if you, to change your thinking state, right? So maybe that looks like you don't even believe it in the beginning. Like I, I'm willing to experience myself as a confident person, or I'm willing to forgive <laughs> True, myself. Yes, for that yes, mistake, I can like, deal with this. I yes, am safe yes, and I am loved. <laughs> if you just do it once, like if you did that's one row with the mower, and you don't do it again, all oh, this you know positive thinking. I'm not training it. It'll just become overgrown. 
but if you if you like run that through every day if you run that thought through every day if you run that mode through every day then those neural pathways become strong and that becomes your default way of thinking so it's a balance of caretaking your mind and then also understanding if there are repetitive thoughts that are maybe a little bit more deeply embedded they just need some you know safety and nurturing around exploring that and it might be as little as Oh, when I was a small child, my mum left to go to work and I made, because I couldn't process that properly and understand she just had to work, I made it mean she doesn't love or she doesn't care about me and then I've made that mean I don't feel good enough. It could be, there could be deeper places those things are being generated from. So, so multifaceted, caretake your mind, become aware of the thoughts is the first step again, just like the tightness and tension. I'm aware of these fearful thoughts running in my mind. Okay when there's awareness then there's we introduce conscious choice do i want to continue thinking that thought how is thinking that thought making me feel is it benefiting me if the answer is no okay i'm going to retrain my mind i'm going to caretake that or i'm going to explore the deeper thing here there might have been a time where you had a similar feeling earlier in life I, I do have a question for you like i know it's it's all about me today so it's like <laughs> i can i can <laughs> <laughs> I like to ask a couple with uh sorry the volunteers to come to with their problems. I'm just joking, nobody wanted. But I try to explain to myself when I was in a war and I was in real danger, I was less afraid than of something unknown. And that unknown was actually feeding my fear which was growing substantially. Yeah. Uh and I couldn't understand and I can't even understand even today how you can help somebody to deal with this fear you know which is in our head so which is not real so like you know it's not as if you know you find out something it's happened or you're gonna die or you're gonna be injured or somebody you love very much so it's something which we imagine in our head how do you help those people who experience and they're feeding the fear continuously and continuously over and over again and they'll see the black yeah yeah we nailed it it's like it's feeding it um what most people do is distract themselves from it so i'm feeling this discomfort i'm going to distract myself i'm going to watch netflix i'm going yes. to drink i'm going to go buy something that fulfills me i'm going to go whatever we, yes. we do anything we can to try and escape that feeling of discomfort I, i saw this thing today and it's like when it when there's a storm coming cows will run away from the storm but because they're running away from it and the storm is following them they're perpetually stuck in it whereas bulls will see the storm and run towards the storm and because oh, okay. they're running towards it they go through it to the other side so much faster that's the key to to peace that's the key is moving in the direction like going in the direction of it rather than distracting yourself to avoiding it suppressing those feelings because it just feeds it with energy that doesn't go anywhere we need to meet it head on so you you have somebody to be like a bull to run towards a storm yes. i come on really really yeah like like the anxiety example right so it's like we could use these skills or use this glass of wine or use this netflix to get away from it temporarily yes. but then it's still there under the surface if we actually run like a bull towards it it means okay i'm willing to face this i'm i'm accessing it with my free will as well which creates a different quality but i'm i'm going in towards it we realize it's not actually bigger than us it's not going to consume us it's not going to that's the fear right it's like if i focus in on it it's going to consume me but the opposite happens relief is on the other side of being with it and it will clear that fast do you know um emotions only take 90 seconds to run through the system unless we feed it in some way so 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 come again so you say emotions run through our system yeah. 90 seconds 90 90 that fast god yeah. man <laughs> so say something happens and someone like makes you angry yes. and you feel really angry 
And if you just release resistance to that anger, and I'm not saying like in a toxic way, put it onto anyone else by yelling. If you say you got a pillow and you squeezed it and screamed at it or punched it or breathed really deeply or just you let it burn through like fire, you just release that re resistance to feeling it, it will run through your system in 90 seconds. But what happens is we'll have that feeling, something happens that makes us angry. We feel angry and then our thoughts kick in. Thoughts create emotions, right? So it's like, oh my God, I feel angry that they did that then. Noradrenaline pumps in, we feel more angry. Oh, and they did that to me last year. More noradrenaline pumps in, we, we feel yes. more angry. And we, we're stuck in this perpetual loop of like our thoughts feeding into it. So if there's no resistance, emotions will run through so fast. But what normally happens is our thoughts get involved and then our thoughts keep us stuck in that negative emotion. Oh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, truly speechless because it's every time I'm learning something new when you, when you explain and elaborate. I didn't know that our emotions runs for 90 seconds. I done some reading and I learned the fact that say the male needs eight seconds to fall in love and the woman needs a two weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening alive, 90.5 live the button with Mario Beckes and my guest in studio, actually online, Natasha Haddad. Feel free to visit website alive905.com.au tonight after 6.30 p.m. Interview with Natasha is going to be there as well. Feel free to visit live the Butterfield uh, social media or Mario Beckes for the more videos and interviews with Natasha. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station sponsor time is flying uh, it's quarter to three today afternoon on our 15th of june 2022 and my guest in studio actually online um via video link natasha haddad so feel free to visit her website natasha haddad.com haddad with h-a-d-d-a-d and you'll be glad you did it and we're talking today about our mind and um how natasha can help you with all this uh, trauma and uh, find your purpose of life and removing the obstacles and a part of this she's being highly educated uh, you know she, somebody could who knows what he's talking about what I learned with Natasha it is that our emotions run for 90 minutes 90 seconds 90 seconds, 90 seconds yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable right most people's run for 90 minutes <laughs> I do apologize so what I learned today through Natasha Haddad uh, that our emotions runs for 90 seconds and uh, this is very interesting unless think, the mind gets involved unless the mind gets involved and that's when Natasha steps in to help you with all these things now we all have our brains who are look like more like a computer and they're absorbing and they're processing so much information simultaneously and the mind programming can be used to control your mind for good or bad Mind programming presents tools to give you the power to program your own mind to empower you to realize your goals and desires. And my question for Natasha, it is, every computer has a from time to time cleaning process. We delete some old files and, you know, we need to upgrade ourselves, of course, with the thinking and all these things. But I was reading a prior our interview that I researched, there's a something called all programming. How this all programming, it's actually the detrimental for our life or beneficial maybe and how do you help the people to 
clean that uh, processor in the brain of all computers of the brain. Yeah, meditation is a really good reset button. Meditation and mindful presence, and um, to go deeper into how programs, uh, like what programs are functioning, we need to understand how programs are created. So. Say for instance, the other day I was making um, pancakes with my son, yes. and he wanted to flip it. He hadn't flipped it before. Like he would <laughs> grab the pan and do the big flip, and he was all excited. And he's moving for him. He's like moving into like a, a new thing. I haven't done this before. I'm like excited about it, and he flipped it, and the pancake flipped up and landed on the floor and splattered everywhere. And he looks at me, and in that moment, I could have shut him down. Like, oh, why did you make that mistake? You've made such a mess. Blah blah blah. Which yes. I would say most parents, and our, like our generation and up, have been in that kind of mindset. They oh, didn't absolutely. No doubt. Yes. So the it's, it's, it's a reaction rather than response. Oh my gosh, you shouldn't have done that. And so if I hadn't done that, what he would have learned was it's not safe to try new things. I'm maybe fearful about trying new things. I'm, that's how the, the negative programs are created. What I did do was like, oh, okay, so what's happened is it fell on the floor. Maybe just adjust your technique and we'll do it like this this time. And he tried it and he did it. And so the program he learned in that moment was like, okay, there's no such thing as failure. Everything is a learning experience. It's yes. safe to try again. It's safe. Yeah. Nothing has any meaning except the meaning we assign to it. Which is really, really when we, I think, when we really integrate that, that's huge. It's just like, what did I make that moment mean about myself and about the world? And those are the programs that I'm running, and are those healthy programs that are running my life in a really negative way, or are those programs that I want to shift? And you can kind of think of consciousness like an iceberg, right? So the top ten percent, that little bit that sticks out of the water, that's our conscious yes. thinking mind. Everything in the depths of our being, under the surface, that's our subconscious and our unconscious. And so things like that, that example with my son, if it had gone in a negative way, he's, that's inbuilt into his system. That gets suppressed into the unconscious. And then maybe when he's 40 years old, he wants to try a new business idea or whatever, but doesn't know why yes. he can't quite step yes. into that because he's afraid of trying new things, for instance, in an extreme way. Um, so it's about understanding like what's happening we think we have free will but we really don't unless we've healed on an unconscious level because we're being driven by all yes. these unconscious processes yes. that we're largely unaware of so with what I help people to do is explore the depths of their their consciousness like actually bring like shine the light of conscious awareness on all those deep dark places within that have actually been running the show when we bring that into a state of alignment that's when empowerment happens that's when true free will is activated that's when we can you know live our best life can i can I ask a question i'm sorry interrupting right now you mentioned that best thing is to do meditation right and now somebody who spends quite a lot of time on researching things and try to understand of course we all go to the box which is a screen on a computer the laptop the you know the phones and we punching you know randomly into the search engine meditation now i really need a help with this one i'm, I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna appreci appreciate this how to meditate and everybody has different way to meditate i'm like just whatever what to do like to just sit and think about nothing or I should think about unicorns and the mermaids you know like sometimes it's like how to meditate and there are all these gurus there you know without qualifications which are always challenging because when I, somebody says to me I'm the urban monk or I'm the successful entrepreneur I'm meditating just explain to me like a five years old how do you meditate and nobody can explain to me it's so many different versions do you mind to share with our audience how to meditate like a, for beginners, for the dummies. <laughs> so, 
Well, it's it's pretty much if you do have kids, introduce them to meditation now. But as an adult, if you've never had practice with this, it's really impossible. You know, if someone says, you know, sit down and don't think of anything for thirty seconds, <laughs> how well is that going to go? It's like it's very hard. Yes, to I agree with you. Yes, switch. yeah. And then you just, oh my god, I can't stop thinking, and you just get frustrated with yourself, and it's a it's a really frustrating process. It's it's very very difficult to just sit down and focus on your breath and think of nothing if you if you've had no experience with it before. So. That's why I highly advocate for mindfulness training, and that's why I love teaching mindfulness to kids in schools. It's because it's training them into that space of deep presence and awareness. And so, like, even you can try it now as you're sitting here. So meditation is like I'm switching off, I'm disconnecting from this most of the time, disconnecting from what I can see and going up and out. With mindfulness, we're actually deepening awareness of the present moment. And so you're sitting here right now with headphones and a mic, but you're also aware of your breath. And then you become aware of any colors, sounds around you. You can try this as you're listening at home. <clears throat> so you're not escaping or daydreaming. You're deepening your awareness of this present moment here now. You become aware of how your body's feeling, how the breath feels. Notice how there's a subtle ease in that. So that silence and stillness is always there and it's always available to us. We just have to like deepen our presence. And then eventually, if we get really still, we can gently soften our gaze and still our minds. And it might help by focusing on the breath. So I'm aware of myself breathing in and breathing out. You can even imagine the breath going in and collecting any stress and tension and then on the exhale, letting it go. Just, that was probably, what, 60 seconds? How do you feel? Well, I must say that I am surprised, right? Because, because you told me how to do it, right? So it's just a simple, simply, in simplest words. So I feel good. I feel very, um, yeah, very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's time for the break. Um, we're gonna come back after the break. We just take a short break with uh, some music, and then comes the news, and we're gonna be back by three o three. Now it's a two fifty three. So next ten minutes. Please enjoy the music, enjoy the time off from Natasha and myself and uh, listen how to breathe, how to meditate. Just tune in tonight on our website alive905.com.au. There's going to be interview Natasha Hadal. And as well, I'm inviting you to visit her website. Go on Facebook as well. I'm going to give the details uh, later. Natasha Hadad. Certainly she's going to change your life and better. You're listening alive 90.5. My name is Mario Beckes. At this radio talk show, it's Life the Battlefield. This has been another episode of Life the Battlefield with Mario Beckish. Please like and subscribe, and remember to catch all of the Life the Battlefield podcast episodes on YouTube and at mariobeckish.com.au. Don't forget to leave a comment for Mario, and if there is someone you know who could benefit from the experience and insight in this episode, share it with them.